First of all, thank you for inviting me, Isaac. It's a pleasure. <laughs> uh, well, what I do in my life, I start my day at four o'clock in the morning and until 12 o'clock, I would say uh, uh, around 12 o'clock, I'm somewhere else. I'm in the future. Usually I'm living between uh, 2030 to 2050 now. Sometimes, you know, I take, the, I take a leap and I even go further. And then I come back. Why do I go there? Because I think this is the most important and this is the most interesting thing, right? The future. Aren't we all excited about the future, right? And then I go back because I need to assist my client to, do, to prepare. We can't really, you know, imagine totally how the future is going like, to look like, okay? We can't be sure exactly what's going to happen. But what is important is to be prepared for it. So this is why we are learning about the future and then we are coming back to the actual present and trying to do something that will assist us in preparing to the future. So what I want to do right now, uh, we are going to have three presentations. Uh, you're going to get all of them, so you don't have to take pictures. I mean, you can take pictures, <laughs> I'm saying, but it's already been sent to everybody. I mean, to the management and they will give it to everyone. I'm what we call an, uh, a long life learner. So whatever I study, I think everybody should know. I think knowledge is like a good meal. If you finish your portion, spread it with other people, you know, share it. So I think everybody should learn everything because one, one smart person said that if you want to advance quickly, go by yourself. But if you want to advance far and beyond the horizon, you should go with the group collectively. So this is what it is, okay? So let's jump in. And right now uh, we are going to, what is happening right now? This is the most interesting time in human history to be alive. I can assure you. You need to thank your parents today <laughs> that they brought you to life. I'm serious. And the children, your children should thank you as well, because there has never been such an interesting and I would say exciting, but also a little bit frightening time in our human history. And why is it happening? Because we are right now going to go through a technolo technological revolution that never before we had. I'm going to explain it in a second. We are creating now a new culture. Okay, and I think the corona was in a sense, you know, one of the drivers of this, but not, but, but even before that we could have seen that we, are, we, have to, we have to leave the old paradigm and create a new one. Okay, uh, the virtual and the physical are merging right now when we are talking about Web3. Definitely, this is what's going to happen. We've been waiting for it for about 40 years, but now it's really happening. And it doesn't matter whether it's blockchain, Bitcoin, or whether it's the metaverse or it's the NFT or whatever, it's here and it's going to stay. And there are huge opportunities, especially for, your fashion, for, 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 for the fashion industry. There is no question about that. And there is a general gener, a generations transaction because Gen Z are coming in into the arena and they will have to find uh, the right thing and the right place for them as well. Uh, besides that, we, uh, we are, I wouldn't say even yet, we are not yet, you know, um, we are still investigating and exploring the space, uh, the, the space, you know, beyond uh, the Milky Way. But this is also going to be a source of inspiration for all of us, including the fashion industry. We will have to deal with climate change, climate crisis, depends what, how you look at it. But definitely there is, let's, let's say it in a very practical way, there are going to be more extreme weathers. Cold weather or hot weathers, okay, let's put it in this, that's, it's less frightening than a crisis or whatever. But this is very crucial. 
especially for the fashion industry, because fashion is our, our second skin. And we are going to talk about skin as well, because skin is very, very important beyond beauty. We are going to go now into connectivity, meaning the whole universe is going to be connected via the, any kind of device. We will start with the mobile and then we will probably move to smart glasses and uh, eye contact and so forth in the coming decade. And, uh, and there is a shift in the global power. I'm not talking about China. China is a different thing and I, we don't have a time now to discuss China. If you want, we can have a, have a deep discussion about what's happening in China. But in, in, in general, right now, we see uh, a shift in, in, the, in the power. We're talking about what's happening in uh, East and South uh, um, Asia. Let's see what's happening in uh, India and what's going to happen also in Africa. So I think there is a blend of forces right now and it's not going into one direction, but in, in general, the West is, 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 is definitely in a change right now in, in the sense of holding the power and leading the way. So um, let's, let's start, first of all, with talking about the technologies. This is my favorite part, of course. Okay, what is happening right now? We are going to experience what we call 15 Gutenberg moment. What is a Gutenberg moment? Gutenberg was the guy who created what? The printing press, yeah? We don't know exactly, they're talking about uh, 1460 or 60, uh, or 6080, whatever, it doesn't matter. Sorry, for 1460 uh, or 4080, it doesn't really matter. What is important that what happened at this moment is that not the rules were changed, but the playground that we are playing on totally changed. Never in the history of human race, we had more than two or three disruptive technologies or enabling technologies or uh, let's say it, uh, I don't know, innovative, you know, unusual, huge innovation uh, regarding the technology. When we are talking an enabling technology coming to age, what do we really mean? First of all, it means that, first of all, people can use it. It's reliable. The second is that it's quite easy to use. We can embed it in our everyday system. The third point, which is crucial, the price is dropping exponentially. And what do I mean when I say that the price is dropping exponentially? When we finish the first, just to give you an example, when we finished the first uh, gene sequencing project, you know, it was the first one, it took 20 years of debate between the United States and England and so forth. When we finished with it, okay, it was after nearly 14 years, it cost us $2.7 billion and there was a huge, you know, stuff. Like, let's think about a huge building with four stores and people are running around working on it. George Church, who was the initiative of this project, he was asked by a newspaper reporter, when do you think the price is going to drop from 2.7 to $1,000? One, why $1,000? Because when we're talking about $1,000, well, it's not that bad, you know, people can afford it at least once in the lifetime, right? What do you think? What was the answer of George Church when he was asked how much it would it take to the, the price to drop from 2.7 to $1,000? Any ideas? He said 60 years, six zero. Do you know how long it took? Six. Six years, that all. And this just, and I can give you like 10 examples, but otherwise I will never go to the, to the next side. So I'll stop here just to give an idea. 
It means that the speed of thing, the acceleration of the acceleration, the implosion of time, meaning the time is like, you know, within itself, you know, curling it in itself. This is where we are living right now. This is why sometimes we feel agitated, uncomfortable, you know, not in our place, not certain about things because we never ever in human history experienced such a tempo, such a speed of changes, okay? So here are all of them. These are your new friends. I'm serious. Anyone who wants to be successful as a person, as a parent, as a family member, as an employee, as a manager, all of us, and I'm speaking to you, girls, girls, yes, I'm saying girls, okay, because girls, usually we have a, we have a problem with technology, okay, we shouldn't have. These are all our best friends and we need to think, we have to get to know each of them like a close friend and we, ne we need to learn how to use each of them in our everyday life, in our working life, in our business life, all of them. These are your best new friends. I'm serious about that. I'm smiling, but I'm serious. Okay. So everything is going to be faster. Everything is going to be cheaper. But you know what is even more interesting? Because each of these technology has a huge, huge, huge impact on our life. But the most interesting things is what is going to happen when we make combination, we recreate, create and recreate, create, create combination. What is going to happen when you take AI with IoT, with 3D printing? What is going to happen when I'm taking CRISPR, okay, and with autonomous cars and energy? The only thing we lack, I think right now at this age, is imagination. And you, all of you, you are being hired to work here because of your imagination, because of your ability to look beyond what is, you know, trivial, normal, exception, exceptional, you know, uh, traditional. So for you, this is going to be like, you know, working in, in, I don't know, Disneyland or something like this. I'm serious. I'm serious. Because nothing can't be achieved. There is nothing that can't be done anymore. This is the first time we had the best tool ever that the history ever had, in the, the human race ever had. Just to give you an idea, we talked about computing, right? N right now we feel that we are very good, right, with our computers, right? We are quite satisfied with them, okay? Because look, huge success, right? Can we say? Good, you know, a very good achievement for human race? Hmm. Okay, now look at this. nine years from now. We are going to look at our laptops, at our iPhones, and we're going to say, what the heck is this? <laughs> it belongs in a museum. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I grew up in the age that I had to dial the phone. Anyone else? <laughs> okay. But where, who, who does it anymore? We only see it, you know, in movies, right? Like, you know, the noir, uh, uh, you know, the, the film from the 40s or something like this. This is how we're going to feel in nine years and less. Okay. So, in the coming decade, the amount of changes that we are going to experience, 
are going to be apparently around the same amount that we had to deal with in the last 100 years. And in the coming 100 years, the amount of changes that we will have to go through is approximately like what we had to deal with in the 22,000 last years. So imagine what the amount of change. So hold your chair, <laughs> prepare for the ride. It's going to be a hell of a one, a hell one. Okay. Another thing we should take into consideration, and I think the fashion industry doesn't think about it, is that we are moving everything into data. And when you move things into data, it means that you can, you know, learn it, learn about it, use it as an information technology. Even our body, I'm working a lot in the health industry, and we are moving into a situation but also our body, we are going to look at and manage as the information technology, hardware and software. Where is the fashion industry even thinking about collecting data? And data is the biggest, biggest, it's going to be the biggest market ever. Why aren't we using our clothes to collect data? Okay, so, and just to give you now the hint, what does it mean in financial time, in financial, uh, uh, um, from, the, from the financial, uh, um, I think, perspective. The GDP at uh, 20, uh, 2019 was about uh, $89 uh, trillion, dollars, about that. Uh, 2020, of course, there was a decline. 21, we got to, I think, uh, a little bit more, two, two trillion more. But these technologies, you remember our new friends? They are going to create an enormous amount of, I would say, financial capabilities and resources for all of us. They are going to add more than, more than 20, 10 new trillion dollars to the U.S., to the, local, to the global economy. Think about it. We are going to nearly triple, we are going to triple our economy. How should we act? What should we do in order to gain or take part in this new wealth creation? Okay, I think this is very important. Okay, the other thing that I think, so this was just a general idea to give you what is going to happen. And I really, really urge you, start learning of any, any of this technology. It doesn't matter where you start. You like 3D printing, learn about it. You like regenerative design, go and learn about that. You like space exploration, go there. Wherever, it doesn't matter where you start because wherever you start, you will have to, you know, you have to keep on going. And then there are only new doors which are going to be open in front of you. And whenever there is a new door that is being open, you know what's happening? You are starting to ask better questions. And nothing is going to be important for the future than asking better questions because we are going to have, you know, enormous amount of data. There won't be any number, any information that you're looking for that you won't be able to attend, you know, to capture. But then the question, what are the questions that you're, that you're really, really uh, interested in finding the answer? And how do you use any answer that you're getting to transform it to a better question? Okay, 
So when we are talking about the future, what is happening right now when we are talking, most of the day we're in the physical world, okay? Uh, Arc Investment, which is one of the most, it's a, it's a leading firm invest, uh, uh, investing only in disruptive technology, is talking about the fact that right now we are about 45% uh, in the uh, virtual world and then the rest of the time uh, we are in the, uh, in the physical. The number is going to be totally transformed. So on average, we are going to be 55% in the uh, digital world and only 45%. But this is on average. What does it mean when we are talking about the average? We, look, we need to look, to look behind it because it means that the youngers, the youngers, you know, Gen Z, the millennium and so forth, are going to be there like 70%. So where is fashion there? What about digital fashion? What does it mean if we can take some of what's happening in the digital world when, where our children okay, and grandchildren are going to spend most of their time and how do we also move it to the physical one? Or perhaps there is no need. Perhaps there is a huge new market for fashion via NFT, via collaboration with our consumers, co-creation that will, be, will help us look first of all and understand the world through their eyes and then satisfy their needs in a totally different way than we use till now. This is a brave new world that is only being born right now. I'm spending every week between three to six hours on Discord. Anyone here who is on Discord? You have to get to Discord. You must go into Discord. You have to start attending what is happening. They are not on Facebook, these children. They are not even on Instagram. They are only on Twitter. They're on Twitter 24 hours a day right now. And let's see what happened after Elon Musk is going to buy it now. So let's see what's going to happen. So this is and gaming, 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 gaming. We are going to gamify everything. Gaming is going to be everywhere. How are we going to use this? Okay. So what can you say about uh, the technology? It's going to be much more diverse. Some of it is going to be so powerful that it will simply become invisible. The stronger the technology is, it's becoming invisible. Right now, no one is thinking about the air conditioning, right? We're not thinking about the light. We're not thinking about electricity. It's a sign that this technology called electricity became so powerful, so we don't even think about it. Okay, so it's going to be extremely diverse. There won't be, for example, everybody are now talking about AI, right? There won't be one AI. There are going to be thousands, millions of AI, and there are going to be some, some of them are going to be extremely complicated and some of them are going to be very simple, but we are going to live with it. Right now, for example, when you're talking about electricity, no one is coming home and say, I'm going to put on the electric uh, machine, right? Or the electric dishwasher, right? No. We only say, what? We are putting on the machine, we are putting on the dishwasher, right? Am I right? Okay. This is where technology became so so strong, so powerful, it's embedded in the surrounding. Okay, so I think what we should think about, and this is where I'm really, really investigating more 
and I'm putting more and more of my time is what, what is going to be the connection between us human as the, and the technology. And the technology is our children, right? We create them. I believe if human race is going to operate in the proper way, in the right way, we are going to use all this technology to enhance our abilities. That technology can be the best tool that we ever created to create for all of us better life, easier life. Okay, just to give you an idea, you know, we're talking right now about UBI, universal basic income, okay? Meaning that even the poorest of the poor will have enough food on the table, they will have a shelter, they can be sure that they were going to be, there is going to be subsidized of their health needs and also of the children's uh, education and so forth. This is really the essence of UBI, meaning we are taking off the wealth, okay, the abundance that the human race creates and we share it with all of us. So I believe this is where it's going to be. Where is fashion is going to be? What kind of opportunities this is going to create for your industry and I want to now I want to give you a hint because I'm talking and right now it seems so vague I think and you know very interesting but what does it really mean so I want to tell you that all of us we are lacking imagination when we are thinking about uh, about technology all of us and I just want to tell you that you know Michael Faraday he was the first person not Edison okay that was playing with electricity and you know Victoria Queen Victoria heard about it so one day you know, a guy, a child, is rushing in and says, Ah, Mr. Faraday, Queen Victoria is coming. Oh, you know, he's trying to arrange himself, you know, uh, it's not so, it's not, no, in the attic it's not so clean. You know, Victoria is getting in and she shows, you know, tell me I'm quite bored today. Can you please show me some things, some interesting things? And oh, I'll show her electricity, right? It's something new. She never heard about it. He shows. She looks at him and she asks, what do you want to do with this? It seems so impractical, this, you know, game that you're playing. And you know what was his answer? He said, I have no idea <laughs> what are we going to do with electricity, but I'm sure you're, you're going to find a way to, to have, you know, to put an tech, a text on it. <laughs> so the second is Edison. And this is the, this is the, the uh, this is the machine he created for what? What do you think when he, he created this was the first recording uh, uh, machine we ever had? Do you know what, what, what he was asked? Why did he use it? He said, we are going to use it to record the last words of a dying person. <laughs> Tell it to the music industry. <laughs> the last story, of course, is Timothy, um, Timothy John uh, Berners-Lee. This is the guy who created the internet. And he created the internet for DARPA, which was definitely for securities issues and all more than that. It went for the university, so university, you know, colleagues can, can be, when the university can speak with each other to, the, you know, share their uh, articles, uh, finding and so forth. And he was very upset when he found out that a group of students from Stanford, okay, created now uh, the mosaic which was the, the, the first layer on top of which we put this was the ARPANET and there was the mosaic and all of it, all the, this was the start of the internet, this was the, the first layer. So he was so upset, so at 1993, I think he wrote, forgive me if I'm wrong with the date, 
he wrote a long article in one of the most important, you know, scientific uh, literature magazine of that day, and he wrote, and the internet is gonna fall. And the second sentence, you know what it is, the second paragraph? When it fall, if it won't fall until 1990, I am going to take my article, I'm going to go on stage and I'm going to chew it. 1999, <laughs> he gets on stage with a blender, with water, with his article, <laughs> he uses the blender and he drinks it. <laughs> okay, so what I'm trying to say, even the people, I mean, don't feel comfortable that it's very hard, you know, don't think that you're so, you know, that you're, you're incapable because it's very hard, it's very hard to use our imagination regarding the future. We're much better in imagining what is happening now. Now, we have a problem with this um, film, unfortunately. I don't know what happened, but um, I want to explain what it is. This is a film where you see a Tesla insane mode. Do you know what is Tesla insane mode? Elon Musk got up one morning and he says, what is this? What is it? I, 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 made it, I have this Tesla and I don't understand. This is my car. This is my company. Why can't it start and get to 250 miles in 50 seconds? Really? What does he have? What? You would have thought that there is nothing else to think about it. So he sent an email to his, you know, to his uh, uh, engineer, you know, the head of chief of engineering in his company. He says, please do something. What is happening like a while after that? Everyone who has a Tesla gets up in the morning and he has a message on his iPhone or whatever, on his smartphone. Listen, we have a new app for you. If you want to now start like Elon Musk, you know, driving in your garden or whatever, in 15 seconds, <laughs> getting to 260, here you go. Okay. Interesting. What does this have to do with real life? What this story has to do with business life and with business models? Okay, let's say. What is happening right now when we are talking about the, I, I would say, the car industry, or the vehicle industry? You know, we have all these mega companies, Mercedes, BMW, and so forth. What they are saying? What they are telling in, you know, secretly in the room, you know, in the boardroom? Okay, we have this wonderful legacy. We have beautiful cars. They're so comfortable, you know, the leather and the feeling and the music and the surrounding and, and the engine. We will take our beautiful car, our most, you know, uh, beautiful and luxurious uh, creation, and we are going to add a computer inside. Then we can compete with them, with the newcomers, with the disruptor. The technologies companies are saying, hmm, why won't we take a computer and add will to it, to this? Huh? Let's see. Who do you think is going to win? Beautiful cars with computer. Computers on wheels. Interesting. What Tesla is doing? Tesla, if you sit at home and every week you get an update to, your, to the apps of your car, then your car, if you have a Tesla, is not a computer on wheels. It's an app on wheel. So what does it mean regarding the price of the car? Right now, when we are thinking about buying a car, we are thinking, you know, financially wise, we are thinking about three numbers. How much the car is going to cost, how much the maintenance is going to cost, right? And what is going to be the resale price, right? 
And the hidden assumption is that the reselling price is always going to be what? Lower than the price. Meaning, think about it. The best time of the car is the day it was born, huh? <laughs> you bought it. But if every week or every month there is an update to your car, is it true? I don't know the answer. I'm just saying this is going to be a total different financial game. Just an idea. Okay. You know how much, how much does it take to create a new medicine? Between 12 to 15 years. It costs between 2.5 to 12 trillion, a billion dollars. Okay. And you start with 10,000 molecules on the first stage. You finish only with one. But then when you get to the last phase, of clinical trial in human, 95% of the new medications are falling. Horribly, huh? That's the worst innovation process in the world. This company, I made them last week. I was, in, uh, I was studying and working in, uh, in Los Angeles. They do that in 49 days using AI. Who do you think is gonna win? Okay, now this is, okay, we can't see it, so I'll, I won't, I'll pass it. This is a company called Relativity Space. And these two children, they are less than 30. They've been dreaming about space their whole life, since the age of five. They met in the university, they were roommates, and when they finished, one of them went to work, to work where? In Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin. And the other one went to work where? In SpaceX, Elon Musk. Definitely the two companies that right now are being perceived as what? As the most innovative companies in the world, right? Okay. These two children, they start talking to themselves. They says, we don't understand the company we're working in. They're saying they, in order to create a rocket, they create contract with like thousand of you know, um, you know, companies and the rocket itself is being, you know, then built one after the other and one layer after the other with so many parts. They ask themselves, what if, and this is why to give you an idea why the question is so important. What if, if we can create using AI regenerative design and 3D printing, 95% of the record in one time. Crazy? Unimaginable? Yeah. Did it work? What do you think? They had three months. They had three months to convince the investor that they have a case. They didn't sleep, they didn't eat. Well, this is startups. They did it. This is the rocket. This is, this is the machine, okay? They got a contract with NASA for 70 years, for, sev for seven, uh, I would say, um, ankles or whatever, what it is, it's stations in it that they can use. And they're gonna send the first rocket to the, to, the, to the moon this year. Two children that the only thing that they, were capable to do that no one else did was ask what if. 
So these two children are right now disrupting what? The disruptor, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Unbelievable, huh? Think about it. What can you do in your industry that can be similar? What seems so unreasonable, stupid, dangerous or impossible? You will never know until you try it. Okay. So, okay. This is it. Oh, it's not working. Okay. I, I, there is a problem here. I don't know what happened. But anyway, this is, this is a, what, what we are going to see, we, we didn't see, is a yoga cloth that have, that have AI attached to them. And if I've never done yoga, and I'm starting to do even this, you know, the simplest, you know, act or whatever, posture like this, and it's connected to my iPhone, the, the clothes are going to connect to, 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 to correct me. <laughs> so if I'm putting my head like this, it's going to say, take it higher. Can you believe that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is the company. Now this is, this is another company which created now uh, gloves that give you more power, as if you have a robot working with you, okay? So this is something else, you see? He can work with this, like this. Okay, now, and we are going into self uh, space exploration. I can't even start to explain how important it is, because it's going to give us the opportunity to reimagine any aspect, every aspect of our lives. I don't even know whether you heard, but Elon Musk, like three months ago, tweeted that if they get to Mars, they are going to create a new set of laws that he calls it the Earth of, or the, the, the laws of Earth are not going to be applicable to what's going to happen on Mars. We will have to reimagine everything, what we eat, how we are dressed, how we raise our food, how we learn. There is a question even how are we going to mate? <laughs> I'm serious because, you know, there is a problem with gravity and so forth. So everything, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, we, we, I hear, I, yeah, I'm into space, so <laughs> I already heard some uh, discussions about that, okay? So anyway, the meaning of, of the, the, you know, the definition of what is the home of the human race is going to be totally different. And this is, there is going to be a huge migration because what happened with Jeff Bezos, I don't know whether you are aware of it, but when he was 25, he was totally consumed by uh, space exploration. So when he created Amazon, uh, Peter Diamandis, who is my mentor, my personal mentor, asked him, why do you do this Amazon thing? You wanted to go to space. He says, I'm going to make a huge company, and then I'm going to sell, and I'm going to take all my money, and I'm going to space. Yeah. So he took all his money two years ago, and what he's, what he's preparing right now, he has his mega plan, huge design for creation of satellites around the moon, and he wants to be capable, like in 20 years or so, to uh, create new frontiers with uh, settlements of uh, about 100 million people over there. So, you know, people in the United States usually, you know, are concerned. Mommy is living in New York, uh, father is in Arizona, and uh, now uh, the child is moving to Nebraska. 
Okay, now it's going to be totally different. Go, oh, mommy, no, I think I'm going to live on the moon. What? Are you coming to Christmas? Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I think we have shuttle only twice a year or whatever, okay? So think about it. And worse, what's happened when you're going to Mars? And you know, it used to be to take us nine years to go to Mars. Now it's only three months. So you see? When we're talking about, a, a, you know, a, a change that is totally uh, disruptive, this is it. So if it's going to be like two weeks to live in Mars, and your children, your children are going to tell, you know, think about it. In Israel, you know, the children after the army, usually they go on, you know, they go for a long trip, right? So now all the people, are, all the parents are concerned. They're going to South Africa, South, South America. Oh, no, 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 mommy, I'm going to the Mars. What? <laughs> okay, so think about it. So everything is going to change. But what can we learn from it? For example, when we go to the moon for three months, if we want, if you're living there for three months, if you're an astronaut, we know we have, there are huge changes in your body. So now we are creating, did, did you hear about the story that there were two twins brother, two astronauts, one stayed here and the other one was sent over there. So it was, yeah, it gave, it gave the, the, the scientific uh, um, community an opportunity to, che to check exactly, to measure what are the changes that happen to his body. So out of it, they now create new clothes. What can we learn? Don't forget that the technologies that we are using right now, the GPS and so forth, were all born when? When the United States was in a race to get to the moon. So we should look. This is a source of inspiration for all of us. Okay. And of course, this is the big problem. Right now, we are thinking about one billion people who are going to immigrate. One billion people. Think about it. We have to have digital identity for them. Otherwise, they get up in the morning, they, are be, they have to run away. They have no way to, to, to show and to, you know, to convince anyone that they really who they are. And what are we going to do? How the fashion industry can tackle it? How can the fashion industry can assist us? Okay? The skin, don't forget, the skin is, is our biggest organ. organ okay? And it's not only for beauty. It's what keeps us. This is what keeps us from any kind of invasion, you know, any parasite or whatever. What are we going to do about that? Okay. And this is going to be a totally different game. But I think what we should, right now everybody are concerned about the, is of course the logistics and the, of course and, 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 and the value chain and so forth. So I think this is going to be, by the end of the story, it's going to be important. But I think that on the next layer, I think we are going to head to a new kind of globalization. But it's, we are it's, it's, not, it's not yet seen, it's, it's far in the horizon. And the new culture. Everybody are talking right now about the big resignation, right? What's happening? How come children, you know, or young people, or even parents, or even people in their 40s or 50s, simply coming, you know, getting up there one morning and saying, well, I don't want to work here anymore. What's going on? These are the signs. New culture is being born right now. These are the first sign. We are going to have totally different heroes, symbols, lifestyle, norms, patterns, everything, values. We are going to see, I think, the new culture, I think, totally, I, I would say, being expressed in our life, in our, in our thoughts, in our doing, I think like in 10 years or so. But right now, we already have it. We are seeing. And the corona, in this sense, what I would say was, you know, uh, a, a time to rethink everything. You know, everybody were, 
you know, we were all in lockdown for two years almost. This is the first time you're here. I understood you had a wonderful evening yesterday. So what does it mean? What does it mean? And why culture is so important? Because Carlota Perez, okay, she's one of the most interesting people when we are talking about, when we are talking about uh, uh, disruptive technology and uh, their impact on the economy. Well, what she tells us is that technology is not the one who is defining where the human race is going. It's the society. So the combination, the interaction between the capabilities that technologies are bringing and the new norms, the new culture, they create new lifestyles. So look, so if we are talking about what happened in the last technological revolutions, new lifestyles were born. And when a new lifestyle is born, there are huge opportunities. There are huge opportunities on the working, in the working place, but there are huge opportunities regarding what people eat, dress, what is important for them, how they want to look, what, is, what are the sources for their self-image, and so forth. So look how it is. So this is where we are heading. So the face of, the fa the pace of change is totally changing. We are moving from linear to exponentials. Okay, meaning doubling, 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 and it's going to be accelerated. Today, I can assure you, is the slowest day of your life from now on. <laughs> That's for sure. So I'm sitting in a lot of boardrooms, healthcare, transportation, education, agriculture. Everybody are going to be disrupted. The only question is, do you want to disrupt yourself or, you want to, or do you want to wait and then be disrupted? This is really the only question. I'm serious now, even though I'm smiling. I'm very, very serious. But everybody are gonna go through that. So you're not alone, that's what I'm trying to say. And you have to rethink what you're doing because now the change is coming. And when we are talking about rethinking, well, do you usually have three options. You can improve the game that you're playing Okay, you can change the game, or better, better, you can create a total different game. You have to rethink, you have to make a decision, and you can also make the decision that you do th the three things together, but different division or different you know, teams or whatever. But this is it, and this is the time. You can't postpone it. If we postponed many changes in the last 20 years, we can't do that anymore. So, but before we jump into changing, I just want to remind what is not changing. And what is not changing are the basic human needs. So the question is, which needs we want to answer, but using different new surprising tools and methods. Okay, so this is it. And we have many new tools. It's our decision. I know that this is a very, very innovative company. Sorry, I went too quickly. Okay. But we can create uncommon collaboration. 
I urge you to think about second and three, third you know, uh, level of collaboration, not the usual ones, not the usual suspect. There is a way from new business model, definitely those that are built on data, which is going to be crucial. Uh, and they are going to be, you know, we have right now 4 billion new people users who are coming online, huge opportunity, we can use it. So it's your decision. What are the needs? Which, you know, tackle which, which opportunity and which new tools with your new best friends, the new technologies. So what are the general implications of all of it? So everything is going to be disrupted. We talked about that. Okay. Um, I think the opportunities, we talked about it from the financial side, are much bigger than we ever thought. Okay. We, in all the technology, we must be capable, you know, feel, think about it like, you know, a cookbook and, and you have all these ingredients and you just play with them. This is how we should use technologies. People in machine, people in machine in any kind of version. May I ask a question? How can you, sure, how can you be sure right now that I'm not an avatar? Can you be sure? No. Good. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, okay, learning, relearning, unlearning, relearning must be, okay? The best thing that you can do every time that you're very sure about your thoughts, you know what it is? Add a question mark. That's it. Every time you're sure, sure, this is the right way. This is the best way. Simply, is it? There is this uh, phrase called, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, in Zen, called Namne. Uh, um, do you hear about that? Mayne, sorry, Mayne. Do you hear about it? So they keep asking themselves, you're so sure, Mayne. Hmm. Okay, so this is the, the question mark, okay? And of course, uh, uh, collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. We can't do it alone. Not, not the best companies in the world. Microsoft, even Google, look what's happening. So some they merge, but there are a lot of collaboration because you know, merge and acquisition has its own problems. So we are going into a new era of collaboration because we have to go very quick. Everything that you're doing now, think that you will have to do 10 times faster. The only way you can do it is first of all, you know, embracing and using the power of technology. And on the other hand, bringing the, the right people. And in none of the companies I know, and I've been in Google and Microsoft, whatever, none has the best people on earth. Not in the cleverest companies on earth. So look for collaborations. Okay. And now regarding the fashion industry. About time to reinvent itself. And while in reinventing it, we have to take care of the problems. I don't have to talk about it. Everybody aware, waste and so forth. And, but still, we can use all the opportunities. We can create new materials. We are talking about right now between 500 to 1,000 new materials that are on the horizon. I urge you to look at what's happening at MIT. In MIT, there is a wonderful, wonderful faculty and laboratory that is dealing. They, there is a very book, good book that came, uh, uh, Things Fall Together. <laughs> Think about it like if you buy IKEA, usually what do you do? Well, I hire someone to come and arrange it, right? <laughs> Fix it and, you know. But what you usually do, you open it. You know, if you're a guy or a woman that knows how to do it, you open the direction, right? What if you get from IKEA the box and you have an app, okay? What we call four 
3 printing and you touch the app, you open it and the furniture simply assemble themselves by themselves because they are programmable. Okay? It's going to happen very soon. Yeah. It's going to happen very soon. Okay. Now, I think there are going to be a lot of disruption and not from within the... Not for, it's not going to be the old ones. It's not going to be the old, uh, I would say, uh, patrons and, uh, uh, and, and the guardians. No. I think they are newcomers. And they are going to be based on co-creation. Because for, for today, if you're, using, if you're buying an NFT from one of these disruptors, you can reuse it and you can redesign it together. So co-creation with it's going to be crucial. I think we should start learning from space. Health is advancing. Health don't have any other option because the, the information or the, I, I would say, the data and the understanding, the knowledge in the health system used to be changed every 50 years. Now it's changing every 77 days. And it's not an additional information. It's replacement of information, meaning understanding how uh, the brain is working, how cancer is progressing in our body, and so forth. So the doctors that put, you know, 10 years, you know, in the safe and, you know, didn't sleep in order to become good doctors, the information they have right now is nearly useless. So they will have to advance. Where is the fashion industry is going to open the eyes and learn from all these industries? Because they don't, they don't have a chance. Space is a new one. Health has to reinvent itself right now. Energy going totally different. People are very, just to give you an idea, you know, I, right now the energy, you know, we're, here, the energy of my smartphone, right? I have to plug it in, right? In the future, it's going to be some simply recharge from my heartbeat. The lights here would be charged from my, the energy that, you know, I'm, my, my feet are because everything in the world is universe. In the universe is energy. Everything is energy. So don't forget that as well. Okay, so we have to rethink all our relationship. Where we meet our clients, I mean, everything that has to do with, I would say, the dialogue with our clients, marketing, sales, Everything is going to be changed because we are moving from, I would say, hours of retail. We are going to retail moments. We are going to buy on the fly. We will have, you know, these glasses and we'll simply, I will, I will touch it. My AI will see where my eye is looking. She's, it's going to capture this, the dress I was watching. It's going to scout all the options until I go, come home. It's waiting for me and in the best price ever. Anything that is being done right now is going to be 10 to 100 times faster. How are we preparing for that? Okay, but big opportunities, big opportunities, because we can talk to our clients 24-7. Okay, now this was the beginning. Okay.